Hey folks, welcome back to Can't Make It Up Podcast. Can't make it up, baby. That's right. I'm the chief, and well, right across from me is the super doc. It is a super doc in the house tonight, and we got a little different setup tonight because it's just me and you. It's just me and you and a dog named Blue. No B-dub. No, he is headed out to Tyler, Texas to the Red Dirt Festival or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, he's going out there to have a little fun. Yeah, he's going to do a little work, I think, for uh, Brett at Brack. Brett's backyard, gonna do some, look, get some video and some pictures and, cool. and, uh. I'm actually kinda envious. I am too, just a little bit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Well, you know what? I'm not envious. I, I got a cold beer in my hand right now. You got you one of them skinny ones. I again. got skinny beer. Well, you, I decided I need to get my ass in a little bit better shape. Well, you said that last week and I can't tell that they're working yet. I'm kind of offended. Well, when you held your breath for a second, you <clears throat> looked kind a little offended. skinnier. I I've know been you trying are. to suck in ever since I got over here. Hey, you ain't nobody here to impress. <laughs> Save that for your wife. What the hell are you drinking, iced tea? None of your damn business. Hey, hey, hey. God dang, you oh, came oh. on, on fire today. I am having a little Makers and Water. Makers and water. I wouldn't say it's a little. Uh, it's a very tall glass. That's at least a 24-ounce glass there. So you're doing pretty good. But you know what? I got to give you a little break because you drove home six hours a day. Made a long drive. It's yeah. time to decompress just a little bit. And uh, so it's a great time to do a podcast about yep. about small town USA, right? Well, Super Doc, you're right. Uh, we had... Uh, several of our three listeners send us a message on Facebook. That would be two, then, if it's several. <laughs> several of our three listeners send us a message on Facebook, and they wanted to know more about us and more about our lives, how we grew up, where we grew up, yada, yada, yada. So we thought, what a better time than uh, when we couldn't find a damn guest today. To talk about well, it was this. kind of short notice, and uh, so you're you're. I just got back from the valley, and you're headed to the valley tomorrow for your uh, sweet Caroline's sweet Caroline's birthday. Yeah, fifth birthday party number five. We're gonna do it down on the beach at uh, South Padre Island, Texas. So I got to wish her happy birthday last night. Had some big old steaks with Ocadio and DK. Quite envious of you. Not oh, gonna lie. I'm sure you were <clears throat> quite envious of you, but. Needless to say, here we are today, and uh, you know, we're going to kind of expose a little bit. I hit the microphone, as usual. Already. <laughs> Can't make it up. Can't make it up. Uh, we don't have the traffic noise today, at least not yet. No, but we could have. If it starts raining, we're going to have some noise. Oh, boy. I hope yeah. it rains, because we need some rain. We've It'd had... be like a damn group of tap dancers on the roof. Hey, just think about them all being cute, and when you're listening. Oh, Yeah. What you got up that skirt? <laughs> that little tutu. What you got up your tutu? <laughs> All right. How you know it's a little tutu? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we drifted off there. Maybe one we? day we'll find out. Shit, that. you can't make that up oh, for no. sure. I don't can. know how we went from raindrops to tap dancers. Good Lord. To tutus. <laughs> Big and small. <laughs> oh, dang, Boy. That dang skinny beard got you moving tonight. It's only my second one, too, so get ready when I get the third and the fourth <laughs> oh, one. And the Lord. fifth one, it's going to get better. We'll have to get Cab Mom over here to pick you <laughs> up, know. your DD. You know, I'm not going to drive after one or two. No, sir. 
But yeah. you can you can just walk around the block real quick. I can walk home. I'm about 125 steps away from my casa. Hey, let's talk about. Uh, <clears throat> so we've talked about this before a little bit. I, I grew up in a little community about eight miles north of Rockdale called Minerva. 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 Uh, I am the youngest of four children. I have three older sisters, and we rodeoed growing up. I don't think they want to know all your DNA and everything. Well, okay. I was trying to be nice. Damn okay. It. okay. I was trying to be nice. So I'm the baby of the family, and people probably already detected that by my personality. You know, I think I have, I don't think I have to be. I'm typically louder a little bit and try to stand out. I think that's a characteristic. Hey, hey the baby, a whiner. He whines a lot. You notice <laughs> that, too. But you fit somewhere right there in the middle, right? Well, I, I was the baby till my little sister screwed it all up. I guess she didn't screw it up, but my parents screwed it up and had decided to have another one about seven years later. She was just a result of the tap dancing on the roof. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Probably a really good time out at RCC or something. Probably I don't know. so. That's I Rock hope Bill, so. I Rock hope it Bill was. Country Club. I hope so. So yeah, I was. Uh, so I've got six sisters, and I'm the only guy. Damn, boy, you are spoiled. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I was till now. I always wondered what the hell was wrong with you. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with you. Growing <laughs> up with six girls, is that is a challenge. Yeah, you were hesitant there on what you were about to say. Hey, I, what were you about really about to say? I, I didn't know. That's why I was. Oh, that's why I struggled. Struggle for the know, right You word. know me, yeah, 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 just real slow. Life's typically a struggle. Yeah, yeah. I'm just surprised you couldn't hear the wheels grind. If so. <laughs> I grew up in the big city. I was born. I was actually born at the hospital here in Rockdale, Texas. So I'm a born and raised born Rockdale and guy. Raised. Yeah. And I still live here with my family today. And uh, so that kind of gives you a little background of uh, I'll be 50 this year. So I was born in 1971. So 1971 at Richard. So were you born in the hospital as it sits now, or were you born in the old hospital? No, I, my understanding of the hospital as it sits now, but I honestly, I was, they, I don't remember that. So the hospital I was born in, in Taylor, Texas, was right there on 95 as you're going through Taylor. If you come into the light, turn right and go down, yada, yada, yada. I'm pretty sure they don't give a shit <laughs> they where don't, we they were probably born. Don't give, but it's no longer there, right, obviously. Right. That's where I was born. And, uh, yeah, the only boy out of a – I didn't know – you know, Doc, I've known you for forever, consider you definitely my best friend. I didn't – I forgot you were the only boy of the family as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily there was plenty of guys in the neighborhood where I grew up, and uh, so I had plenty of brothers and, and still friend with both, most of those guys to this day, which yeah. is really amazing. Mm -hmm. So growing up in Minerva, Texas, I had several buddies out there in Minerva, and we didn't have paved streets. It was all gravel roads, baby. No such thing as paved streets. All gravel roads. Uh, grew up rodeoing. We were a rodeo family. <clears throat> Riding horses, it was like a damn job. And uh, hunting, hunting all the damn time with my buddies. I think we probably hunted legally or illegally every acre of land between Minerva and Cameron and Minerva and Rockdale in the backwoods. Well, when you say that, when you say that back then, you're talking about a different era. And that's kind of what we wanted. To, we really wanted to go back and distinguish about how kind of how we grew up and how it is now and the differences. 
th- that was not going to be an issue because you knew your neighbors. You knew your neighbors. Uh, and you, you mentioned the year you were born. I was born in 1963. I didn't say that. So I was born in 63. Uh, but you're right. You knew your neighbors. Your na- you weren't closely crowded in. Uh, it wasn't very densely populated, especially out in the country, you know. But it wasn't going to be an issue. If you went on somebody's land to, to shoot a coon or. Now, typically, or you'd give them a, a call on the phone that had a party line. Yeah, exactly. In the country, you're going to be on a party oh, line. Yeah. You're going to share a line. So There were eight people on our party line. And I, I, dang, when I was a little shit-ass kid, I'd pick it up and listen to some of those conversations. And they were like, somebody's listening in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they knew. They didn't know who, though. They could hear the click when you picked up the receiver. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Man, what a what a different time we what were What a in. different time, man. But we, we would roam around at night and hunt and, you know, probably started drinking beer by sixth grade or seventh grade. And I'm not bragging on that by all means, and I'm definitely not promoting that for any young person. But uh, shit is just what we did. It's what we did, and that's I, I can remember our first big party. Uh, and I say big party; it was three of us. That's kind of like our listening audience. Maybe four of us. Anyway, it wasn't very big. Yeah. But we 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 had uh, procured a couple of six packs. I, it might have been five of us. So I mean, it, it, that's not very much beer for. I mean, it's probably a lot for a sixth grader, but these days it's not really that much. But uh, <laughs> for a sixth grader, <laughs> that might be quite a bit. I don't know, but I mean, we were sharing it amongst the five of us, and uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a, a pretty lame party, but we did drink some beer and we got to brag about it. At school you were quite my... proud of yourself, right? Oh, we were all proud of ourselves. I mean, it was uh, quite the uh, quite the event. Well, you know, I remember back in the days of junior high of uh, staying with uh, Kevin Leach, Frank Kevin Leach. We lived out out at their place out old Bushdale Road, Bushdale Road here. We would uh, get somebody to buy us a bottle of Fighting Cock. That's a bottle of oh, bourbon. I yeah. started my bourbon days early. And I didn't even freaking know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'd get somebody to buy us a bottle of Fighting Cock, and they'd hide it in a mailbox along the way back into town. And so we'd leave, sneak out about midnight, one in the morning, and walk into town, which is about a four mile walk. Right. And we'd search every damn mailbox before we found that bottle of Fighting Cock, and then we'd drink it on the way into town. Walk around town just being dumbasses, not tearing up shit by all means. Right. Just, just walking around, you know? Right. And, of course, all we talk about, well, let's find some girls, let's find some girls. That shit never happened. No, no. If you found them, they weren't interested. And by the time we were done and we walked back to, to his parents' house, probably by 5 in the morning, the fifth of fighting cock was empty, and it went back in somebody else's mailbox empty. Nice. We had no clue. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess the uh, first time I tried some bourbon, it was uh, it was at a buddy of mine's grandparents' house, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Christmas Eve service. We we went and did the uh, Christmas Eve service at church. Yeah, and we came back. There was an intermission between like the five o'clock service and like the eight o'clock. I bet you were a Christmas show of your own. Yeah, we put on quite the show that <laughs> night. It was all good, but uh, but we we found uh, a little bourbon, a little brandy. We tried it all, and, and uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I think that most kids grew up uh, back then that you know 
it, it's not unusual to for them to kind of experiment a little bit with alcohol at a pretty young age. And like I said, I don't think I don't really condone that, but that's just no, the way it was. We're not condoning it. That's just the way it was. And when you just told that story, man, I, I reflected back to probably 1998, 99. I was in the Rockdale EMS, as we've talked about before, obviously in the fire department, too. And I was on call one night, and I got off work at the plant. We've gone from you getting born in Taylor in a hospital to now we're to 1988. <laughs> but I want, to tell you, I want to tell you this story because it relates to what you just said. And you'll forget, right? <clears throat> I will. So I get off swing shift at midnight, back into town by 1. Uh, we get a call about 2.30 in the morning, unresponsive throwing up 16-year-old male at a very well-known family's house here in Rockdale. We get over there, and this boy's out. This boy's out. We get him in the ambulance. Hospital's still open here. I do a sternum rub. The one female paramedic, she kind of slaps his face. This boy ain't coming around. I asked his parents, I said, did your son have anything to drink tonight? This was at a family. They were down for a family reunion, so he didn't live in the house proper. Sir, my son does not drink. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Man, I get it. Well, I whatever pissed them you, off. Whatever you say. I mean, I pissed them off, the mama and the daddy. Oh, yeah. And we roll. We're a block away from the ER. We roll in the ER, get him in. The, the young, uh, the nurse, Joe Sparrow. You remember Joe Sparrow? Hell oh. of a nurse, man. Hell of a lifesaver right there. Uh, she goes, yeah, I'm about to show him a lesson. Starts an IV on him. He doesn't move. She goes, it's time to put a Foley catheter in. Oh, it's that little old yeah. unit out, cleans it off with iodine, and runs that Foley. He still hasn't come around. Nice. <clears throat> they he's, do blood work he's on him. He's taking a nap. They do blood work on him. He's 0.26% alcohol. Wow. He was he was bumping the dead deal. He was bumping the dead deal. He couldn't find out. He got into the Jack Daniels with a six, 15 years old without anybody knowing. But my son doesn't drink, damn it. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> that mom and dad would not even look at me when I walked out of that ER. They were so damn embarrassed. Oh, I bet so. I bet so. You know, so I'm going to go back to uh, when I was probably three years old. And my routine was when my dad would, would drive up in the driveway in the evening after getting off work, I would look out the window. I'd see him pulling in. I would run to the refrigerator and I'd get out a beer and I would meet him at the door. Yeah. And I'd hand him the beer. He'd hand me his lunchbox and I'd go put his lunchbox up. You looking for what he had left? And No. So I'd go put the lunchbox up and I'd come back and I'd jump up on his lap and he'd have his beer open. He's already taken a couple of drinks. He would let me have a sip. Ah. And I look forward, I look forward to that little sip of beer. I bet so. Every day. And I, well, I just, I don't know that it was, I mean, I, I've, I've always, so the Wallace, the Wallace family, yeah, we like beer. I mean, we like the taste of. Beer. I mean, there's people tell me all the time, I really don't like the taste of beer, but it's not too bad. We love. I yeah. Beer. I mean, I so if 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 I don't like some, I'm not going to drink it. Nah, there's no reason to. But but there's a lot of people that do. But so so I think growing up like that, it made it made me probably a little more responsible. Uh, because you know it's it wasn't like. You were told no, right? It just you just, but you didn't get to have your own beer. I mean, it was never nothing like that. You trying to tell me you came became responsible at three? No, but I think being able to have that sip of beer, and knowing about beer, it wasn't that big of a deal because most of my friends, like, they were never. I mean, so like the first time they could drink a beer, right? 
they just lose their mind. Like, ah, oh, yeah. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. I mean, we would go, <laughs> when I was, when we go to tennis tournaments, uh, it would with our friends in Franklin between Rockdale and Franklin, we would they would both have a tennis tournament. We were a big tennis family. Well, you go to these parties. There's a keg of big beer sitting out there, and the the kid could go over and get you a little beer. Sure, nobody, oh, they didn't care. Nobody, I mean, <laughs> nah, they but, didn't but, care. but you're not gonna get you're not gonna go over and get a bunch of cups because you know what you knew you'd get your ass whipped. You're gonna get your ass tore up. It wasn't gonna be. Stop doing that, honey. You're going to get that ass whipped. Exactly. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. But when you're when but when you're younger and you're allowed to be responsible, it's it I, I don't know. I just think that I've, I've always kind of it's never been that big of a deal to me. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh you know, growing up in Minerva, we didn't come to town much. We had our own garden. Uh I didn't know what eating out was. Man, hey, we didn't eat probably I mean, until I was in my late uh, mid teens eating. I was eating out. Shit, if we came into town, it was to go to the damn grocery store. Well, number one, we ain't eating out because there's there's. I mean, we got an army of people. We got nine right, people. right, right. Oh, Jimmy, yeah, we got nine people, so yeah. we're not doing well, that. Number that. one, well, we didn't eat out, man. We grew our own garden. We, my mom, cooked every meal. Uh, she worked as well. You know, she didn't work when I was real young, but she worked uh, probably when I became a teenager. Right. And, but I do remember getting to come to town when I was, uh, elementary age, moving on up into fifth, sixth grade. Had a lot of friends in Rockdale and I'd spend the night with some friends in Rockdale, man. We'd ride bikes on the streets, run around the street, do whatever, play tag in the park up on the horseshoe over there off Post Oak, you know? Right, right, right. Well, I can remember, I mean, as a kid on, and during summertime, you know, you, you roll out at, Eight eight thirty in the morning, you jump on your bike and you go meet up with all your friends, and you're gone till six o'clock. I mean, you, when the whistle blows, you need to be home within about two or three minutes of the whistle. So you need to be moving back towards towards your house. But yeah. I mean, it's all you, you're gone all day. Nobody's. I mean, there's no, no phone. There's no nobody phone. checking on you. There's. I mean, we go in the woods. Hey, you didn't have any money for a pay phone, nor did you care. You're you're riding your bike down the road and you get thirsty. You just pull up to somebody's house and go turn the faucet on on the outside and take a drink out of the garden hose. That's I mean, correct. That, I mean, <laughs> that's for real. Everybody drank out of a that's garden hose real. back then. I mean, nobody went inside that. If you're outside working, <laughs> you just you turn, the, turn water. the water hose on. Yeah, nobody does that anymore. It was not a tasteless water hose. Yeah, can I go? Can I go get a bottle of water? You mentioned something in that last uh, comment. You said when the whistle blew. And our listeners are probably thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, the about? whistle. When the whistle blew, and I'm going to go into more definition on that. So here in Rockdale for umpteen-something years, probably 50 years or plus, there was a fire whistle that signaled a fire for the firefighters. And there were two of them strategically placed about town. And every evening at 6 p.m., they would blow that whistle as a signal at one is a signal that it was six o'clock and two as a means to test the emergency alert notification for the fire volunteer firemen. So <clears throat> kids knew, you know, for me, when you talk about that signal, I, I played little league sports as I know you did as well. It seemed like I'd be sitting out there, you know, as we approach through the summer and games didn't start till six o'clock and that whistle would blow up like, it's game time. It's game time. It's game time. Now, I never was really any damn good, but hey, you're thinking now I get to get out there in the outfield and pick all them flowers <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, 
We've all done it. We have all done it for sure. Yeah, but at 6 o'clock, it was game time or whatever the hell, you know. Uh, but that 6 o'clock whistle, man, God dang, do we have fun back in those days. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm t- that whistle, though, got me in a lot of trouble on many a nights. Because you were late? I was real late and knew I was late and didn't care and knew I was going to get an ass whooping. But I was willing to sacrifice that to continue playing football with my buddies for another 30 minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't tag football. It was freaking oh, tag. It was tackle. It was tackle. Yeah. It's, yeah I mean, we, well, I was going to say we didn't have any helmets or pads. We did We did it one time, but it was all too big. We had we had old Leroy Caffey live down the street from us. Brad, yeah. Yeah. Brad's dad played for the Green Bay Packers. And, he did? Uh, he had he a did. closet full of helmets and shoulder pads and jerseys. Leroy Caffey has four super – of course, Leroy Unfortunately, Roy's passed on, but he's got four Super Bowl rings. I am certain of that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yep, yep, yep. He was on. He won two of them at Green Bay, I think. The one, first two, one maybe at Dallas or two at Dallas. One at Dallas, maybe one some other place. Yeah, he, yeah. But anyway, he was. He was a man. He was an amazing player. Come out of Salty Texas. Salty Texas played his college career at Texas A&M. Right, two way starter, running back. In linebacker. Yeah. Leroy was a big man, you know, and I, I can relate that back to my childhood as well. <clears throat> the neighborhood that we live in now, Leroy, with his family, lived in this neighborhood as the neighborhood was newly developed. And we'd moved into our teen years, and we'd shoot up and down these damn streets like idiots in the cars, you know, like the kids I holler at that, today. Slow down. Man. <laughs> And, well, you did not want Leroy Caffey to be outside of his house when his young children were in the yard and you were shooting by that house. No, sir. He was a big man. and uh, But, man, what a what a good-hearted guy, man. What a – man, check him out. Look him up. I mean, look at look he, at some of the old Green, yeah. the Green Bay films from, from the first two Super Bowls. You'll uh, – he's there, man. What is he, number 60? 66? I'm not 60. Sure. I'm Man, not don't sure. get me on that. Just, huh? just Google Leroy Caffey I've Green got Bay. His, I've got his uh, NFL card. <clears throat> I just don't remember the yeah. jersey. And his son still lives here in Rock. Well, his wife does too. His widowed wife, Dana, yeah. still yeah. lives here. And his son and his son's wife, Cassie, they still live here. So they're business owners here in Rockdale. Still making things happen, you know. Yep, yep, yep. So as we as we get back to our story, because we kind of we we hey, drift off, especially we, we when can, it's just you and I. We can drift off on some yeah, bullshit, yeah, but hey, yeah. they're, they're good. People I probably and, didn't take my medicine. Hey, I'm sure you. Well, you're trying to work on those skinny beers or something. I don't know. <laughs> trying but, to get sexy, Doc. Hey, you got a lot of work to do. Last I checked, I'm pretty sure I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, skinny's not going to make you sexy. Well. You're going to need some help on the other parts of your... Let's just say it's one factor of it. <laughs> it's a good start. And we are not promoting being skinny. <laughs> we just like to be skinny. That's right. Er. But if Dan Marino with... Uh, what's that? What's he promote? 26 mils or something diet wants to sponsor us, we'll damn sure take it. All I know is he never won a Super Bowl. But he was good. Yeah, but we really veered off. Now. Exactly. Now we're just an NFL show. Welcome to the NFL show here in Rockdale, Texas. Welcome to you can't make it up NFL style. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we as we kind of go back to what we were talking about and and being kids and just pretty much had free reign of the town. Honestly, you I mean 
you jump on a bike, you could, I mean, you could cover the whole town. You, could, I mean, there's nothing that was off limits. Uh, no. And and you had we had plenty of woods. Uh, we did, and and you could spend hours out there and we build did forts. No, oh, we built. I mean, so as hide as, your playboys. I hate. Well, that, <laughs> we would go. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there was a there was a. A road in town now that has houses on it, and it was just a few blocks from from where I grew up, and it was uh, called Piss Lane, Piss Lane, or Lovers Lane. Yep, they had two right. different names for it. So it depend on what you. So the high school kids would go there to pee. Yep, and if they were lucky enough to have a girl, then they go there to maybe make out a little bit. Yep. Piss lane or lover's lane, depending on what you had going on. And uh, I can remember I can remember one time we'd go check that so Sunday was always a good time to go over and check out uh Piss Lane in in the morning because there's be all kind of random stuff left on that road. Yeah. It was a sandy road. It was and a lot of vehicles couldn't even make it down it. That was not a balloon, Doc. That was not a leftover. I don't balloon. even think they had them back then. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, me and Chicken Man made the mother hall of all mother halls on one day. We went over there to make make a pass and check things out. Yeah, two brown grocery bags, a big Brooks Brother grocery bags full. A penthouse, Playboy, <laughs> Hustler. Yeah, them things went straight back to the fort, and well, oh, I, think, I ain't too God, sure. I feel sorry for your mom and dad. I'm not too sure we didn't charge people to come over to the fort <laughs> and and check out the magazines, but you had to pay. I'm I'm not certain on that, but it seems like we might have done I that. Like it. That reminds me of a freaking Beaver Cleaver show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it. <laughs> and when we say a fort, it was underground. You would not have known it was there. Ah, you covered it with you dig the hole. You covered it with plywood and put dirt on. I'm not sure yeah. how he didn't lose oxygen in those kind of forts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh yeah, we'd burn candles in there too cuz you needed some light and right. Yeah, there was there was we a were, lot of bad things going on. We were on consuming all the damn oxygen in those underground forts. But I'm pretty sure after driving your bike behind the fog machine when they would spray from mosquitoes, if that didn't kill you, yeah, going underground yeah. with little oxygen probably wasn't going to kill you either. We weren't real smart. The uh, mosquito sprayer that used to drive around town during the spring and summertime, we would chase along behind it. You know, there's towns that still you go down towards the coast. There's still towns that run those. Do kids still follow it? I doubt that. Do, do, do I doubt most parents would make it? Got probably got their kids <laughs> locked in their house nowadays. I mean, yeah. go get on your Xbox. <laughs> get on your Xbox. I've only played it all day, Mom. Well, get on it some more. <laughs> the fog machine's about to come by. You know, I remember high school days. Uh, man, we ride around, and we beat these streets. Good Lord, we beat up and down the streets. Same old places. Same old stuff. You know, hey, stop in. Hey, man, you buy some beer. And we wouldn't drink a lot of beer, and I'm positively not promoting Drinking and driving, by all means, we'd always go park somewhere to at somebody's house or out in the county, out on a dirt well, road. Hey, just just to preface this though, so this was the same time though. So if you were depending on what year, if you were eighteen or twenty one, because the legal drinking age at one time was eighteen, and then it was nineteen, and then it was twenty one. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah. I didn't keep up with all. Sorry, that. Well, I, I did because that I was, was that was my error, baby. Yeah. As my area. Yeah, so I'm sure you got screwed on you, that deal. You're probably just stealing my damn beer out of my truck. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> that was the cheapest way to do it. Right. And easiest. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
but so we're talking about a time where most, and I'm not going to say every American, but most blue-blooded uh, working American that, that liked a beer, they stopped at a convenience store and bought them a beer or two yeah. for the drive home. And it was completely legal. It was not illegal to drink and drive. It was just illegal to drive intoxicated. Yeah. So you could have a beer and drink and drive. And if you got stopped, it was no big deal. No you know, big as deal As long as you were not intoxicated, it was no big deal. You know, you, we talked about acquiring beer. That reminds me of a story. You mentioned Chicken Man a while ago. Uh, Chicken Man used to acquire beer in many various ways, and I'm sure you were right along beside him. I'm pretty sure you were there a couple of times on Swing Shift, too. But... <clears throat> well, no, I'm talking about when you boys were young, oh, teenagers. I'm, I'm going to say I got a story. Tell me, tell me Chicken Man's. I got a pretty good you one. You boys were young teenagers, and I guess y'all had been acquiring beer out of this fellow's ice chest over near the hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, late night, 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 in the morning, when he leave his truck parked outside, ice chest in the back of his truck, yada, yada, yada. Well, Chicken Man, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know who was there, so I'm not going to incriminate anybody. I don't know. Chicken Man goes over there to get him one out, and he just happened to glance down in the ice chest before he reached to grab it. Well, you always do that before you get the beer out. Not according to Chicken Man. He had not done that prior to this night. Oh, but he said, thank God he did, because the old boy was tired of you little son bitches getting his beer. He had set one of those coon traps, which is a Jaws trap, that would break your damn arm. Oh, yeah. If it closed on oh, you. Oh, yeah. Down in his ice chest. Go get your attention. He'd had enough. Oh, yeah. 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 Did he remove it? I, th- I don't think there was. I think that was the only thing in there. I think it? that was the only thing in there. Yeah, I he think just so. got the hell out of there. Yeah, I, I was, don't think he ever went. I was back. with. I was with him that night. I figured you were. I was with him. That was after swing shift Alcoa, and it was past midnight, so you couldn't buy any beer. So you got to go try <laughs> to find a store to get it at the free store. Well, at least that oh. wasn't the night he ran over the fire hydrant. <laughs> no, no, that was a different night. And but I'll I, tell that story in a little while. So, so there was a group of guys that worked at. At uh, Super S back in the day, you mm-hmm. remember the Super mm-hmm. S grocery store? Mm-hmm. Well, it was the only grocery store that sold beer. We had we had two at that time, which was Brookshire's, which, which didn't sell beer. Brookshire's, no Brookshire store sold beer for a long time. That's right. But uh, the old Super S, and they uh, they put kids in charge of stocking that, evidently, and uh, they stocked a bunch out the back door, and they took it and they had a special little hiding place. Uh huh. And uh, I don't know why you would tell anybody else about your special little hiding place. Just doesn't make sense, does it? It don't. You can't make it up, though. You can't. And so me and my crew, one of them kind of slipped up and was bragging about it. So me and my crew, we went over and loaded it all up. Every damn case of it. So you didn't work there, and you weren't a part of the uh, proprietor getting the shit. No, no, You no. just heard about it and took advantage of a situation. I took great advantage of a situation <laughs> of a really guy, a guy that, that, that really shouldn't have been talking at all. Yeah. And, man, they were all twisted up because they couldn't figure out who in the hell would have took all that damn beer. Do you remember what kind of beer it was? It was a variety. No, it was, it was a, man, it was, oh, okay. yeah, no, it was, <laughs> hey, when you, hey, you don't really care. They did It, it doesn't they, matter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a, I had a buddy that had a. Uh, we we actually had a place in their house we could store it would stay cold. Yeah. 
So it, it was out in an environment that was not going to keep. We were trying to do these guys a favor because the beer was just going to go sour out there in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was hidden, but it was in the heat, and beer doesn't do good in the heat. So anyway, we, we did them a favor, and we relocated it and uh, and had a few parties with it. I got you. And everybody really liked the beer. <laughs> so when we got on, I, can, I can't say we. I'm going to say when we got on up in the, the mid-late teens, did you ever go parking? Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what going parking means, that's when you got your girl and you find a secret, well, at least you hope it's a secret spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's not been, there's not too many there's, secrets. There, there's spots. not. I've been busted several times what I thought was a secret spot, but, uh, you go out and you just have a little fun, do a little hugging, a little kissing, and, and, you know, dancing under the moon, just having a good time. You, you take the tailgate down, throw a blanket on the in the That's back right. of the truck, and just kind of hang out, man. That's right. Have some tunes That's playing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe dance a little bit. You know, we weren't parking one night, but I, I was, hell, I'd graduated high school, I think, and I was back in town, and my dad owned the building across the street from the old police station. And we'd come from Minerva. Uh, drove into town. We hadn't had anything to drink. I figured y'all to walk like y'all did from Bushton. Right. We bought us, uh, me and a buddy of mine, we bought us a bottle of malt duck, which was about, shit, a quart and a half or something, you know, malt duck. I've never even heard of it, so it can't be good. <clears throat> so we backed into my dad's stay, uh, building there in front, right across from the police station, facing the police station. We're just sitting out there drinking it. You know, it's midnight. Police officer pulls up. We hit our drinks back behind us, behind the car, on the ground. He said, uh, what you boys doing? Oh, yeah, we're just sitting here chit-chatting. He goes, we don't like people looking at our police station. I said, we're not watching the police station. And so you boys need to move on. Well, sir, uh, my dad owns his building, and we're not causing any trouble, so we don't have to move on. We went on and had a little idle. We weren't being disrespectful, you know, but went on and had a little idle chat. He left. I'm like, man, I'm ready to get my malt dug. And this is no exaggeration. To go back there, pick it up off the ground, start to chug it, and something hits my tongue. And I spit the shit out, and it's a damn cockroach <laughs> had crawled up and in my bottle. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God I didn't swallow it. The old, the old, Good Lord, you can't make it up. You can't make it up, man. Uh, needless to say, I poured the rest of that old malt duck out. So for the people that live in the big cities, grew up in the big cities, I mean, there there was a party every weekend when we were in high school. Either at a house or in a pasture somewhere. A lot of or pasture parties. Yeah. A lot of pasture parties. A lot of pasture, pasture parties. parties. And, uh, and sometimes it's just on a dirt road. I True. mean, just, you just, I mean, there's just was stop. Shackles Lane. <laughs> I mean, pull over and stop. How many part did y'all, how many parties y'all have at Shackles Lane? Oh, there's no telling. I can't count. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't, you couldn't do that nowadays. I mean, nah, you get busted. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, di- the times are different. And, but I mean, there was a party and, and honestly, most of the time, most of the time, the pastor parties, they were at somebody's, there's somebody's land. And everybody pretty much just hung out, wake up the next morning, that's it, and head on in. But, but I mean, and I'm talking about keg parties. We ain't talking about 
I mean, well, one you know one of the coolest places we used to stay, uh, and, and your brother in law Britt was always there. We were buddies. You know, we're the same age. We were always buddies. Still are. Right. It was G Mountain. Yeah. We camp on G Mountain. Me, Britt, Jeff, Nowak, Kevin Lee. Shit, I forget who all. And uh, man, we'd get us a beer up there, and his parents would drop us off. We'd have the hidden beer, and we'd stay all night, two nights actually, on usually on G Mountain, and uh, find us somebody to come get us and take us into town. Then we'd walk back and we'd talk about how, well, we're gonna get girls out here next time. Well, next time never came when it yeah. came to getting girls yeah. out there. Yeah, you know? they're never the girls and out. That there. was just always us lame. You know what? Yeah, but a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And, you know, I, I, I told people this, and you and I both have kids. Uh, I've said this before, and I strongly believe it. It's a lot harder to be a kid these days than it was when we were growing up. Oh, there's no doubt about that. A lot harder, man. There's so much more pressure on kids to perform academically, to perform in the sports world or or, or, or uh, the fine arts world, you know, whatever. So much pressure on kids. Well, I just didn't feel like I had that pressure, Doc. So in my, it, so I, I, I'm, mine's a little different because my dad was super competitive. Yeah. Everything we did in our house was a competition. Okay. And and so you learned how to compete at an early age. And to me, to this day, I I still benefit from that. I mean. You, you got to wake up and want to compete. And, I don't disagree with that. And and so I've, it's kind of funny because uh, my daughter is just like me, yeah, super ultra competitive, and Braden's more like his mom, a little more laid back. Yeah, it's going to be a competition. Maybe we just don't do that. And uh, so it's it's ob dub. Sometimes he he doesn't he he doesn't have that killer instinct when it comes to competing. Yeah, but uh, but he's you know he's got it. So everybody's got different. But in our house, everything was everything was a competition, and and I thrived in that aspect. I mean, I I still do. I like. I, I mean, you got to have some type of something to drive you. Well, I told you the other day when you said, I'm going to play pickleball. I said, don't get hurt trying to chase that damn thing. I'm just going to stand there and let it. Hey, like, hey, 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 hey. You're hey. going to get competitive, and here you go. You should not have brought up pickleball because evidently that's what the really old people play, according to my daughter. And she looked it up, and the average playing age is like 70 or something. <laughs> I, I'm like, damn, I guess people 90 are playing, but... But, <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, we no got. wonder I'm not playing. We have a fun group, and I'm drinking uh, skinny beers. Because. Hey, we played a little pickleball, and then we went to Gonzalez's had a margarita. That's a pretty uh, good reward. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good after game show. Yep, 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 yep. So, but getting back to being a kid, man, it seemed like it was a lot easier to be a, be a kid those days. And you know, I will say there's another difference between being a kid these days, for the most part, and being a kid back in our days. If you if I was somewhere or if you were somewhere and my parents or your parents weren't around and and you were being a dipshit and screwing up, somebody else's parent was going to rip your ass. Oh yeah, and and probably going to light it up too. And probably yeah. going to light your ass up. And you know, here's the difference. And when you got home, your parents or my parents was going to say so and so's parents called me and said you were being a little turd. 
and you got in trouble, and you're going to get your ass ripped again at home. Oh, yeah. It wasn't they were mad at that parent from straightening you out. Oh, no. They're no. mad at you or me for being a dumb, you not, know what? Not like nowadays. Oh, that's great. I can't believe they talked to my kid that way. Good Lord, freaking helicopter parents. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now. There ain't one ass whooping I got when I was a kid that I didn't deserve, and I deserved every damn one of them. I learned I, a little bit of something out of I concur with myself. And, yep. uh, I, hey, these damn helicopter parents these days, if they let kids be kids and quit hovering over them so damn much, life would be a lot simpler for them. If you, if you want your – I mean, and I know the pressure to get your kid a cell phone like when they're three is <laughs> is, is, is the new thing, but – Good Lord, man. Give your kid a phone when they, when they get into athletics. Our deal was when you get into athletics in junior high, because yep. we need a way to communicate. You need to be, but, and I didn't even like that. I mean, really, we didn't like it then, but that's like, we need to be able to, yeah, to be able to text you or call you and say, Hey, so y'all on the bus? What time are you going to be home? Cause we got to pick you up. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Oh, so we're, we're giving a pretty good parenting class right now, aren't we? Yeah. You think our audience agrees? I'm mean, pissed I, I, off. Hey, I could get hey, less. I could get, I, I, one thing about it. This is our podcast. <laughs> hey, if you don't know, you're about to know. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you just got competitive on parenting, Doc. Hey. Well, I mean, come on. It ain't that damn hard. Everybody makes it too damn complicated. Oh, shit. It's not hard, man. Just teach your I mean, children we could do right a, from wrong. We could do a whole podcast on on whether your kids should play a select sport. We could. And when you start that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, but golly, I let your kid live. And the only thing I'm going to say is don't play just one sport. Let your kid play everything. And if they don't want to play a sport and they want to be in band, support them. Let them, be, them. let them be good at being in band or whatever. I mean, let You're them. Chilled. So here's one of the things that I, I figured out. I hope I figured out fairly early that my children aren't me. They are an extension of me, and they are eventually going to become adults themselves. My kids are not going to be me. Yep. Oh, I don't have to cast and shadow everything I won't think they should do or have on them. I need to allow them to be their damn selves. I, I can tell you this, and this is the biggest thing I've seen, and I mean, just through time. And there's kids that have been very successful, whether it be in football, in softball, in baseball, in golf, and and they they were they were really good, and they they excelled, and they did really well. Maybe one state, maybe maybe did great things in high school, and they got these scholarship offers. Yep, and and the kid says, "That's not really what I want to do." <clears throat> I know, and the parents freak out. Oh, they lose their shit, and you know, yeah, that kid's probably going to regret that later in life. But they're going to gain something by doing something different that that that, that will benefit them also. And <laughs> when when you were telling that, I, I think back to uh, <clears throat> I think back to that story that when we interviewed Vincent Jimenez. Uh, who those of you who hadn't listened to Vincent's story, go back to episode four or five, whatever, to episode two, and listen to Vincent's story. Vincent grew up here in Rockdale, played uh, high school sports, eventually played professional uh, baseball for the uh, Atlanta Braves, and now he lives back here in Rockdale, family guy, great guy. But <clears throat> get to my point, I remember him telling that story when he was 12 years old. Hang on, something's about to happen. 
Oh, oh gracious. Another hope that wasn't, hope that, wasn't that trap in the cooler that got you. <laughs> Another skinny beer coming down, oh, boy. Whew. I'm getting more and more fit each beer I drink. Man, I thought that was... I thought you got caught in that in that trap in the cooler. <laughs> I was worried about it. Yeah, that. but Vincent told the story. He said, yeah, I was 12 years old. I just came off the field, and I was in line to get my snow cone at the concession stand. And uh, he said, this man comes up to me, and uh, long story short, it was Red Murph, right? Yep. And Red Murph gave him a card. Red Murph, for those of you who don't know, uh, recruited professional baseball players. And Vincent said, he was nice to me. He Vincent said, I didn't care. All I wanted was my damn snow cone. <laughs> exactly. He was a kid, and that's what was important. Exactly. So parents, take note. It's important for kids just to be damn kids. Yep, yep. Let them go hang out with their friends. I mean, I mean, anyway, we, hey, we have, this is what it's like to live in small town USA. We give you all kind of advice. Man, right? we are uh, professional advisors on many topics. Yep. We just yep. don't know a lot about anything. Exactly. We're not an expert in anything. We know a lot about nothing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. So I guess, uh, we've talked about, we've talked about the, uh, pasture parties and, and, uh, man, the big thing, Big thing we were growing up, and I don't know how big y'all's was, but I know it had to have been pretty good. The senior party when you graduated oh, high boy, school, yeah. and now that's that's how that's why project graduation is uh, is involved now because <laughs> yeah. that's a way to get rid of the dang pasture parties for the for the seniors that have graduated. Uh, did you, how was y'all's? Ours was a barn party. It was in between Minerva and Rockdale. Um, it was a barn party. Actually, there was a couple of them, but, you know, it was kegs of beer. Everybody stayed there the night. If uh, you were going to drink it, going to drink, whoever's parents were, they didn't sponsor it or put it on, but whosoever place it was on, they're like, you give me your damn keys if you're drinking because you're not leaving. Sleep in your car, sleep on the ground, do whatever because you're not leaving. Exactly. So, yeah, they were barn parties, pasture parties. We did the same thing, and uh, – yeah, uh, project graduation. And project graduation is a great thing because it gives kids uh, something else to do other than that kind of stuff, right? right? And you know what? It also gives them a little bit of opportunity to win some prizes, maybe win some money, depending on what kind of funds they'd raise for the event, and help them get started and on their feet before they either go to work, go off to college, whatever they're going to do. Right, yeah, win a TV. What, I mean, it's it's all kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool deal. It was all geared, It's all geared around getting ready to move on yes it and, is and and a lot of cash prizes which is i mean that's a bit, that's what most people need when they're getting ready to make that next step is just three or four hundred dollars cash oh and yeah would, that's a lot of money i mean shit still is a lot of money yep yep so our senior party was uh was out at uh where apache pass is now mm-hmm. uh and uh it was so there was a there was a group of us that were really good friends with the seniors of 1988 and and we kind of helped them we we helped them put their party on and really all we were doing was getting the intel to figure out how to make ours better there you go and uh but we but i had a lot of friends that were in class of 98 88 not 98 gee i don't know anybody in 98 but right. in that bourbons in 88 right. but uh so as soon as that party was over in 1988, the uh, fun collecting started for 1989 senior party. 
And you, you know what? You talk about collecting funds. Most time, it was damn change. Oh yeah, you're no, getting no. changed. Well, that's why that's why we started. That's why we started in 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 June of of nineteen eighty eight. But that nickel went a lot further back then than it does these it days. Did. And if you do it all or that dime, if you do it for a whole year, in a year you can have some money. You can. And you can. Uh, so the end goal was. I mean, we had a bank. We we had a bank account. Uh, we we opened up a bank account so we could put all the money in there to keep up with it. Yeah. And uh, it, at the end of the year, when it was time to have a party, we counted all our money, and uh, we had a live band on a trailer, on a gooseneck trailer. You boys were quite the entrepreneurs. We uh, we were into having parties. Yeah, okay. And uh, we wanted, our goal was to be better than, the, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, the one in 1988 at, at the Kessner Farm was one hell of a damn party. That was out here behind the credit Yeah, game. you probably came. I came. <laughs> And we had old people come to these parties. Oh my God. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was there for a little while. Not that long, but hell, you couldn't even park close. I think I had to park down near the highway and walk a mile. Yeah, to get it wasn't there. a big enough farm. No, not but, at all. But, uh, so in 1989, it was, we counted up our money and tabulated and, uh, we went and purchased 21 kegs. Well, we didn't because we ain't right, quite right, right. But, you got somebody that was of legal age to do it. Well, certainly, but we we, <laughs> we 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 collected enough money to have a live man. We had 21 kegs of beer, and we had a great place, and the party was on. Mm-hmm. And it was really. It, I knew that it was really weird when I noticed that the. Law enforcement agency from the county was out there patrolling the area. Keeping y'all safe. <laughs> Keeping everybody safe. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, there was a fight broke out. I remember and that there was fight. a gun. There was a gun pulled. It went off. And, and uh, the guy that was, the other guy that was in the fight, nobody got shot. Right, thank God. But, yeah, well, uh, that was a mistake for the guy that pulled it out because he took the worst part of that deal. He did. I got there just before all that mess went so down. you made that senior party, too. You quite the, yeah, you quite, quite the, quite the, quite the high school Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were pretty good, and then uh, so anyway, then I'm always down for a good party, Super Doc. I think 1990 was uh, the last uh, real senior party, and there was a there was a there was a fatality wreck that morning, oh, early that morning. Yeah, I worked that wreck. I, I didn't. I, I was, did too. I was married then, and uh, yeah, you quit going fire to parties. Yeah, I worked that. Hey, that we it just got we just got in the fire department. We did. We were new in the department. Yep. And man, that was a horrible. Hey, you know what? That's nineteen ninety one. I think nineteen ninety. You're right. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Because yeah. I was got doing the math. I'm like, oh, and then in June. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So that was the end of the senior party, and project graduation came in, and uh, and and so you know uh, another difference. In, back in those days, man, there was no such things as drug dogs and gun ammo sniffing dogs coming around the school we carried guns in our trucks uh, oh, on a rack in the back window everybody had a gun in the back come on have y'all not watched the urban cowboy we grew up in small town down texas and everybody had a gun in a gun rack position in the back window of the truck it wasn't hidden you could see it you knew it was there oh yeah yeah, no, it was, and you, you took it to school with what, you in the truck. It stayed in the truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, you just, 
Nobody's going to steal it. Nobody's going to knock out your windows. I mean, no, nobody did that back they then. They respected you. Yeah, that's just, man, what a different time, man. What I'm ready to go time. back. There was I'm none of this back. crap, this side, that side, blah, 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 man. It was just, everybody got along. Everybody loved their neighbor. Yeah, like we talk about all the time. And if man. they didn't love the neighbor, they just get along with them. Yeah, just accept it and get along and move on or go somewhere different, you what know, right? When, when, when you say that, though. It wasn't I mean, like, you, you're pissed on my parade, I'm pissed off, and just go to a different parade. When you remind me, though, that we could put a gun in the back of our truck just in the window and hang it. Yeah. And you could run over to Austin. and I mean, you didn't. It, why can't we go back to that time? Ah, that's a good question, man, because we got, I don't know, which I guess maybe want to be too perfect or people expect people to be too perfect. I shit. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have the answer. I wish I had the answer. I don't the know. It'd probably be a lot better. Off I don't know a damn person. We had that's the perfect. answer. I don't know a damn person. That's perfect. I ain't one. And he lives in the big blue sky up above us. Yes, sir. Christ Jesus, our Lord and savior. Yep. So, I mean, we're not about to have a revival now, but, but, uh, it, it, you know, golly, why can't we, why can't we make it simpler? I wish we could, man. We're so, our world is so complex these days, but, and here's my, here's my, uh, 10 second synopsis over it. I think people thrive on that shit. I think that's what drives them. The, the chaos, the separation, the anarchy, the arguing, the fighting, the fussing. People promote it because some people are actually making money off of it. Oh, no, there's no doubt. And profiting off of it, making money and profiting, same damn thing. But shit, why would they want anything different? And the, and the people who aren't smart enough to realize that and just fall into that crap, hell, they're eating it up. Right, right. So we talk about this all the time. As as we get older, we're trying to make our lives as simple as possible. As simple as possible, man. I, you know, I... I speak to people all the time and talk to people. I notice, and I'm sure you do too, because we're we're very similar in that manner and a lot of manners. Speak to someone and they almost kind of look at you funny. Oh yeah, like you get on the elevator and speak, and almost like startled that you spoke to them. Right, right. No, I agree. But that's I agree. who I am, and I think if we could get back to just simple things like giving a kind gesture uh, gesture to somebody or speak to somebody, things will start to get a lot easier and a lot better. It would it would be a good start. We got a long ways to go. To, to we got a big road ahead of us, man. This country's got a big road ahead of it. But you know what? It's got to start somewhere. So if you're listening and you want to start it, start it. Yep. You can do it. Be nice to someone. Be nice to your neighbor. Be nice to a coworker. Be nice to somebody you don't damn know. Exactly. It ain't difficult. One one thing, and and Cat Mama being in the real estate business. And all the lands being bought, people are getting out of the cities, and they're wanting to. They're wanting. To, they're wanting that. They're wanting to try to slow down. To me, I'm thinking they want this life that we've been blessed with for fifty something years. Don't right. They? The only problem is they're going to move here and they're going <clears> to <throat> screw it all up because they're going to want to. They're going to. They don't know any better. And the next thing you know, they're going to want what they had back there here. And here we go again. But let's just pray that doesn't happen. You know. <laughs> I hope and pray it doesn't happen. I know, I know, but it's—I mean, it's likely it could. It, at the end of the day, you know, people are creatures of of habit. Oh, definitely. And, and I mean, I think for the most part, we've always wanted a simple life. I be us very simple. Yep. Yeah. I, want, I want good health. Get nice, uh, not nice, just a good roof over my head, four squares, and I'm happy. 
and a cold skinny beer. And a cold. <laughs> them things right there, you got to make a little extra money by them skinny ones. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're so damn expensive. Because they skinny. I guess so. They're going to make you skinny. Boy, I'm looking They must good. put that extra diet pill in there. You got it. Uh, and not them. taking <laughs> diet pills. No, I said they put it in there oh. for you. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, guess so. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a terrible <laughs> beer, but somebody's got to drink it. Well, they only our listening audience doesn't even know what kind it is. They can guess. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure they know without me If saying. you think you know, send us a Facebook message and tell me what kind of skinny beer I'm drinking. <laughs> it's can't make it up Facebook. And if you want to add a donation, add a damn donation. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever too proud. Not ever too proud. <laughs> well, brother, man, it's been fun tonight. Oh, Doc, man, we went down memory lane and drove back up it and probably crashed in the middle of it. And, uh, I ain't too sure fun. they know anything about us, but they heard a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> they know we're still full of shit. But it's all true. It is all true. Nothing was made up to protect the innocent. No. No. I mean, and we didn't, we just had to kind of broadly brush over things because uh, you covered a lot of a lot of years in a in a short amount of time and a uh, lot of years in a short amount of time yep but i no can doubt. tell you this man i've been blessed with uh with some of the best friends lifetime friends i hear you and uh you know i had a guy tell me uh not long ago and uh, he's like damn you got a lot of friends i'm like dude these I, I, most of these friends are from 20 to 30 years ago. Yeah. 40 years exactly. ago. Some of them are longer than, I mean, some of them are, I mean, I've got a buddy from probably 48 years ago. I'm about to be 50, so 47 years ago. Yep. I mean, we were friends when our parents told us we were going to be friends at two years old. Yeah. And, uh, that's so, special stuff, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, but man, we've been blessed with so many good friends at lifetime friends. And, and there's, I mean, people, there's people don't have one person they can call. That's horrible. You know, when as you started talking about that, I, I thought of, we've talked about this before on our podcast, and I've thought about Rockdale and uh, friends, and not necessarily even friends, but people look out for each other. And if somebody gets in a bind uh, with a, a sick family member or something or falls on hard times, this damn community will rally up and rally around them and support them. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And it's it, not man. just one specific part of the community. It's just the whole damn community. I agree. I agree. Hey, disclaimer, though. Now you cannot buy any property in Milam County because it's hey, all been sold. wait a minute. My wife sells property in Milam County. It's all County, been sold. So. Yeah, she's, well, she's got the last 19 she's about to sell, and it's, there'll be no more property to ever buy in Milam County for like 10 years anyway, dog. Called. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to promote her. Konicky, Konicky, Kony for a lawyer. You're in a truck wreck. Hey, I was hanging out with the lawyer last night, so you were. I was quite jealous, man. He cooked you a big old steak, and I think this week on the beach, I'm getting hot dogs. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get hot dogs. Not I... sure how that crap happens. You get the steak, I get the hot. Dog. I, I can tell you how it works. I'm uh, a, he's my favorite, and, and, and I'm his favorite. And vice versa. Blah 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 blah. All right, man. Uh, this has been fun, and. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. Hey, folks, thank you for listening to us. Uh, we, we talked about, we, we discussed what we were going <clears> to <throat> do this show on, and we talked about small-town life and, and growing up and growing up together and, and still being friends and family friends and yada, yada, yada. And I've enjoyed doing this, Super Doc. Man, I'm telling you what, hey, just the friendship that we have had yep. for the years we've had it, 
is a reflection on the people we are. I agree with that. And the love we have in our hearts, brother. Yep. Hey, folks, uh, if, if you got a neighbor, and most all of us do, go see your neighbor. Take them a cold beer. Take them a cold beer or a cold bottle of water or whatever and say hi and shake their hand and greet them and tell them this. If you ever need anything, come knock on my door. Yes, sir. It's yes, simple. sir. It's that easy. And, man, the world will be so much better. That's right. Hey, folks, we love you. We kicking out of here. Thank you for listening. Super Doc, take us home. All right. Everybody pick it up. Pick it up high. Toasted, man. One last drink for this one, man. Love y'all.